welcome to Universally Speaking, the Red Hot Chili Peppers podcast. My name is Ben Townsend from bentownsendmusic.net and I'm joined as always by Sam Townsend from samtownsendmusic.na. .na and I'm feeling strong, I'm feeling potent today. Mm. N-A sounds to me yeah. like the North Antilles. <laughs> well, I wish it was, but it's not. No, N-A. Oh. You know I'm big in Africa. Ah, right, okay, that's fine then. North Algeria. Namibia. Namibia. There is a voice off mic. That is the, our man off the mic, Mr. California Longhorn. How are you, California? All good. How are you, boys? Uh, we're fine, He's thank you very much. geographically strong. I'm very well, thank you. He's geographically strong... <laughs> And he's got it first time. Namibia. They con- I've just come back from holiday, had a week away. In Namibia. I was contacted in Derbyshire. I was contacted by the Namibian government. Ooh, was it one of those emails? Uh, no, but uh, I don't know how, but they got my phone number. They phoned me directly, Mr. Namibia, and um, said, would I be prepared to travel out there? So I cut my holiday short, flew to Namibia, opened a website, flew back. Do you have to go to the country? <laughs> Do you have to fly to a country of origin to open a website in that country, Mr. Squeaky Chair? That's exactly what I had to do this week. Right, okay. And shouldn't you be quarantining if you're... Well, you are in your own house, I suppose. But. I am. I came straight back here and uh, I, I, can't, I, can now, I can't leave for 14 days. Cool. But it was worth it because, you know... Because of the website and that, that, that much needed it's a, traffic. It's a, a, another revenue stream, isn't it? Well, let's generate some golden content for that traffic to flow to. Please. Um, first of all, with a slight change in format, I'm going to do the handles. Mm, do it now because we're more likely to get them right first time. That's right. And we always do no, it. No, I won't. End. But you might. Okay. I am. But if you want to contact the website, um, contact the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is a podcast more than it's a website. <laughs> well, it is. Uh, we do have now between us about 25 to 30 websites. Well, I've got one. <laughs> yeah. I contact like the Namibian branch. Yeah, well, you can only contact... It's one of those special ones. You can only contact it if you're in Namibia. Right. That's why you flew to Namibia. Yeah. I'm going to do the handles. If you want to contact the podcast, then please, please, please go to bentownsendmusic.net, which will give you all the contact details. If you want to email me, here are those contact details, bentownsendmusic.hotmail.com. To speak to us on um, Reddit, I am universally RHC, uni, I am unispeak hyphen RHCP podcast. Sam is universally RHCP odd Sam. That's right. And uh, on Twitter, I am at universally RHCP. Samuel, you are? I am at Stack Townsend. And on Insta, flourishing on Insta, oh. I am universally speaking RHCP underscore pod. I think I am also on Insta, but I have no idea what I am, but I do follow you. Great news. And when I say you, I mean us. <laughs> and by us, you mean me. Um, I uh, also want to uh, remember to say at the beginning of episodes, if you want to become an ambassador of the podcast, yes. please contact us. Well, we've had a flurry, haven't we? We've had a flurry. We have a new ambassador. Mr. Spencer Keaton uh, yes. has written in from... Michigan. The great state of Michigan. The mitten state. Oh, the cinnamon the cinnamon state. Yes, lovely stuff. He presumably, when he emailed us, he was um, eating some trenary toast. Trenary toast. I'm yeah. sure he was. I hasn't haven't checked that with him. The problem, it, of course, is when you do that, you get trenary toast. In, you know, in between your keys. Well, trenary toast, as we know, is crumbly. Yeah, and then you end up with a keyboard and laptop that smells of cinnamon. Is that a bad thing? Yeah, I suppose if you live in Michigan, it's ideal. Well, he could have been um, emailing us on his phone, on his smartphone, so those cr- those trenary toast comes would just bounce off the screen. A smartphone? Hmm. What's that one? A smartphone? 
Yeah. Um, it is a handheld device which right. allows you to access any information known to man. Really? It's like the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, but, you but normally, for the modern age. So you would normally do that through your... Do my Encyclopedia Britannicus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which are now completely obsolete. Oh, my word. And just taking up room in my living room. Wow, that's incredible. I know. What a development. I know. When did this happen? Ooh, 19... When did, iPhone... when did smartphones become common? Oh, only 2007. 2007, I'm going to go. Yeah. California, when do you think smartphones became commonplace? I'd say later than that. Later. So it's recent. Yeah, it's quite recent. That's, that's why I still keep... Basically, I'm keeping my inside of Pete Britannicas in case there's a... In case it goes there's an army. In case it goes tits up. Okay. If there's a proper Armageddon, some kind of full crisis, mm. and I still need to, for example, well, know what the capital of Kenya is. It's, it's bloody, bloody Nairobi. Nairobi. Um, that's of course is a major problem we're so dependent on modern day technologies laptops these smartphones you speak of Hmm. that if there was a a huge blackout worldwide the the world would be crippled I haven't even got a torch hello and welcome (laughs) (laughs) anyway Um, yes so welcome Uh, Spencer Keaton anybody else wants to be an ambassador the universally speaking you haven't got a torch no because I use my 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 handheld device. Ah, well, a house ambassador myself. Although uh, although the torch would still work. Yes. <laughs> well, until until it ran out of charge yeah. and there was no electricity. And then you'd have to burn your encyclopedia. Well, I'd, just be, I'd just be running around, running around, bouncing off the walls. You would be. I do that anyway. Yeah. They're all padded. Ooh. <laughs> Bless you. Um, okay, so. If you want to be an ambassador, send us, some, send us your details. We will accept you. And if you would like a Red Hot Chili Peppers podcast well, badge is, sent over, we will send you a badge. The badges have been going down well, haven't they? They've gone down great. They've got, uh, so for that, we are eternally grateful. Eternally grateful, indeed. Um, thank you to um, the people who sent in some thoughts on... We're talking, going to be talking about the second half of the Will to Death today. Mm. We had Andrew B., um, XBR-65A8G. Great name. That's the name I wanted when I went on. <laughs> it was taken. Yes. You had to go for XBR-65A8H, didn't you? Yes. So. Mega Bear 3000, Fake yeah. Account 628, Leo Garner 03, mm. who Leo Garner said loves the pod. Yeah, lovely. Thank you, Leo. Leo Garner the third. Yes, the third in the line of great Leos. He's the only one who's contacted us, isn't he? He's our favourite Leo Garner. Well, yeah, because presumably his father was, and well, his, certainly grandfather, his, grandfather his grandfather wasn't aware of A, the internet, or B, this podcast, or C, us. No, but I would expect Leo Garner II to be. Well, I would imagine Leo Garner III's told Leo Garner II about us. Yeah. And it will just filter on down yeah, to Leo Garner the first. Well, he's just called Leo Garner. Of course. <laughs> no, well, not necessarily. Yeah. You don't, you don't uh, like Phil Helmuth hmm. III. Was he Phil, Phil Helmuth Well, I'm well, called Sam Townsend the first. Of course you are. That's just your Reddit name, though, isn't it? <laughs> yes. Okay, so, um, listen, true. we're going to do The Will to Death Part 2. We are, and we're looking forward to it. It's a, as we discussed previously, it's a very, very good album. All the feedback we've had from uh, Leo Gunn at the first, Leo Gunn at the second, and Leo Gunn at the third has been very positive. Lovely stuff. Uh, and we think that it's going to continue in the same vein. Let's, before we move on to that, um, we're going to be talking about a solo album from a Red Hot Chili Peppers guitarist. Ah. Just a quick word on a, a much, much sadder note. Mm. I think this is the first time 
certainly in the, or for a long time, certainly in our time, mm. that we've lost a, an ex, a member or ex-member of the band. Now, we learned today that um, that Jack Sherman had passed away. Yes, we did. As of now, um, no cause of death has been confirmed. No. I think what we've said is we're going to, in the future, do, we're going to talk about, we haven't talked about that era of the Banks. We haven't addressed the earlier albums yet. No, we haven't. In fact, I think that might be the first time either of us have said Jack Sherman on the podcast. It is. Um, we will get to those, get to that era of music. But mm. I think for now, I think um, maybe just to agree with RHCP Live Archive, who put out a, a, a tweet saying, an essential yet forgotten member of Chili Peppers history. Rest in peace, Jack. Yes. And I think... Yeah. Couldn't agree more. Yeah, couldn't agree. So um, a sad day, and uh, rest in peace, Jack. And we will analyse and appreciate his his input to the band at a later date. We will do his, yeah, because without those building blocks, you you don't the the universe the the waters of the universe flow in a different way, and, and it goes somewhere else. That being said, shall we now? Oh, fuck, I'm not saying that being said. Everyone on YouTube now says that being said, have you noticed? Or podcast. Blah, 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 sponsor. Blah, 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 X and Y. That being said, here I am cooking this particular dish. Shit. Yes, I know. Having said that, shall we now move on to the second half of A Will to Death, which is a phenomenal second half to a phenomenal album? Yes, I'm very much looking forward to doing that. And we will start with a loop. 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 No one makes a loop around me. No one round here makes a decision. No one makes a loop around me Coming out of a loop, a loop, starting the second half of the Will to Death here. Yes, with not starting the second half of the Will to Death Part Two. No, starting the first half of the second half of the Will to Death. Isn't that what we're doing? That is exactly what we're doing. Um, and I have the the honour and privilege to sit with a man who is not only my brother, mm-hmm. a true and dear friend. A man who was my best man and came out of the same, even the same womb as me. Where is he? Um, he's in Japan. <laughs> <laughs> um, a man who loves John Frusciante so much. Yes. And went through that period of his own life where it was all he listened to. Mm. Hit me, brother. Hit me now. What did you make of a loop? Well, I, lo- I, I really like this song. Um, it's an emotional song. It doesn't. The emotion builds for me, 
Um, and it's another example of a song where John repeats a particular line. Hmm. And that line is, I can't wait for life. Certainly is. Or I the, can't wait for life. Yep. Or the word, ah. Ah. Or ah. ooh. Or ooh. Um, it looks back at his life. It, so many of his songs are, are retrospective. Reflective. Uh, reflective. Um, we all know what he went through. We've and covered that previously. We have. And so it, it's a powerful song. It's a song that ultimately is a song of, of hope and of redemption. Well, but on a more basic level, it's very good. But no, I like that analysis of it because I've often looked at the lyrics of this song. I'm looking at them right now thinking, what the hell are you talking about? Mm. You've gleaned a meaning from that, which honestly, I never... Glean the meaning. I never gleaned the meaning. Um, Gleaning the meaning. Yeah. Is what I do. When When you're leaning. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Let's just talk a little bit about it musically then, shall we? Please do, yeah. Um, It's another classic will to death um, start or style of recording. Yes. Stuff mixed hard left and right. Oh, my word. Talk to me about the hard left and the hard right. Some of the stuff was mixed really hard left and really hard right. Yeah. We've talked through some of the big recording points previously um, when we were talking about Rye Hugh, um, the way it was recorded, the facts and figures of the recording this album that we had. Mm. Um, some of it was very much based on how long they recorded a day and how many meal breaks they had. <laughs> That's right. Now, to my, if I can remember... It was all recorded... In five days. Yes. 12 five-hour days or even five 12-hour days. Yes. And they had meal breaks. They had two meal breaks a day. And if you weren't ready at that point... Well, you were, you were out the door. You were in shit city. Mm. But pan hard left and right. Yeah, but I mean, hard left this time, you've got John's... Just his stripped back vocal. Yeah. And, and he's not afraid to leave himself completely exposed. Uh, for want of a better phrase, you're quite right. It's naked. It's raw. Having it's said a raw that, performance. That said, I was just trying to say. Oh that God! Uh, yeah. What is that they say? <laughs> that said, yeah. Go on. Um, but it's it's a vulnerable topic, isn't it? and it's a vulnerable delivery. Even if it was mixed, you know, within a within a a more layered mix. But to do it this way, my word! Well, he's, he's out there on a limb. I have to say. Despite the fact that you just explained what the song was about, I still don't know what it's about. No, I mean, I, I don't either. But you just, despite the fact you just said it was a vulnerable topic. But it feels vulnerable, <laughs> yeah, doesn't it? Does, it doesn't it? Well, no one makes a loop around me. No one around him makes a decision. A wonderfully evocative opening line. Mm. But, what, but what does it mean? Well, no one's making a decision. Well, that's... that's and no one's putting a loop around him. Yeah. But it, it does feel so vulnerable, doesn't it? It de- oh, absolutely. Vocally, yeah. vocally, this is very much like a lot of the, the, the well, certainly the will to death mm. when you've got again his voice is completely exposed. Yeah, but that that just speaks volumes for the the confidence he had at that time, and hopefully still will have. He trusted himself both vocally and instrumentally, uh, and it wasn't even a matter of trust. His exper- levels of experimentation were just so vast. And different, you know, there were so many different things he was trying all the time. Particularly that muted guitar, which you hear hard left, 
It's not every day you hear something like that. Well, the other thing that you hear with that, that guitar intro is, A, it's panned hard right. The intro. Yeah. But mm. B, it lasts longer than my ear expects it to last. Yes. It goes on for longer than expected. <laughs> he says, glancing at his notes. It does. No, it does. To see if he'd written anything else. And it's an unusual intro. You know, it's not a, it's not a build-up. It's not a, it's not a, a goey intro, for, so to speak. Well, no, and once you start singing, the guitar starts playing a similar but descending line, yes. which is quite nice. And it, that, that then starts... So you have that, that guitar riff in your head, that guitar line in your head, and yes. it sticks in your head as the descending line starts. Yes. So it works quite nicely. Even if there's only one guitar playing, it mm. always feels to me as if there was two guitars playing. Yeah. And but there isn't. There's only one. No, well, that's the beauty of it. And it is a loop, isn't it? That beginning is a loop. It is. As is the end. Yeah. And it's another one of these songs where, without, without really knowing how, you end up at this sort of very raucous ending. We'll get to the ending. But it, there's no... It just sort of takes a very natural... It's got a very natural feel. And I think that is aided by the drumming. What, the big pews? Oh, my word. JJ, thank you very much. Back with us once again. He speaks firstly about it reminding him of Come Together by the Beatles. Does he? Yes. He does. But then he he says that, obviously, there's that modulation sound on the snare. Yeah, so maybe Come Together is, is reminiscent of the end with the drum rolls. Yeah, well, yes. But um, the, I think the, the snare modulation is... Is is front and center within this song. I'm not so keen on that that particular snare sound, that particular drum sound. What's your thoughts on that? It sounds a bit Star Trek to me. Well, I don't mind it, and I think it works here. So I've I'm not I wouldn't change it. But Jack does also finish by saying that all songs should finish with a drum solo, but perhaps with less snare modulation. I've got. It's too much for me. I'll take it off the track. You, I could see you, you just simply couldn't handle it. No, I couldn't. I, I almost lapsed into silence. You were squirming. And that is a crime. Dead air is a crime. Dead air is a crime. But I, I personally don't mind it. And I think, um, you know, as, as JJ uh, alludes to in his notes, it's, it's the, it, it, a fantastic build-up throughout the song, but the drums are, are a key to driving it forward and, and bringing it to its ultimate close, obviously, when they're on their own. Well, you get part of that build-up is at 58 seconds when you get the, that introduction of what's going to become a feature of what we're talking about later on. That loose but cleverly interwoven harmonised guitar that happens. Yeah. That little guitar solo here at 58 yeah. is, is reminiscent of Helical mm. and is also reminiscent of the outro of The Will to Death. Two guitars playing similar stuff but slightly different. I mean... I, <laughs> yeah he's got it he's got it he's got it my god good lord yes indeed I love that style you I do lo- I love you that do. style <laughs> <laughs> he loves it he does I call it the I call it the A A W the A A W no the A A O W yes and of course it was pioneered by the the R S S for new listeners it's the engine out of weaving by the Rolling Stones it certainly is Uh, it's great stuff though it's lovely to hear John and the the really good thing about this is is this Josh playing the second guitar on this song I think I'll say yes and then I'll leave I'll say yes 
No. So and I'll, I'll drop in, in, the, correct in one. the correct one. Okay, I better do the same. Yes, it is, Josh. No, it's not, Josh. <laughs> okay, so we've got all, all the options covered. I, I actually think in the in the notes, yeah. like, it, when you when you look it up and and talk about it, that Josh is only playing guitar on Hello. It doesn't and sound. Yeah, I, my my, ine- my immediate reaction was it's more. No, John. it's not Josh. Ah, or. Well, no, I'm sticking with that now. Oh, right, you don't want me to... Uh, you on an edit point there? No, I'm confident now. Okay. Well, you still said it in, in the way that might want an edit point. Well, I was Say just... it more confidently. Oh, it... That ain't Josh, buddy. <laughs> Very good. Uh, no, actually, so you're right. Listen to it. It is more... It probably it's will be like, it's slightly, It feels slightly more composed, and the stuff that Josh does on Helical and The Will to Death is slightly looser. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, I've been on holiday this week, as I mentioned previously so i haven't had that much of an opportunity to make my normal detailed notes uh so i just thought i'd say that okay <laughs> okay cheers <laughs> lovely so are you going to preface everything with are you going to do everything twice so that i can just patch this episode together yeah that's exactly right right no okay. i'm not <laughs> <laughs> so i didn't get a clean one there can you do this both again yes that's right no i'm not perfect i'll just sort that out later thank you um so the bass, oh, it's mate, it's lovely. When you get that little guitar solo come in, mm. the bass drops in at that point, and it's a very reserved bass, and it's just playing the dropping guitar chords in a really low register. In fact, there's a few things on these listens through. Even though I've listened to this album twice, that I never noticed before. Yeah, on my other two listens. No, that's right. <laughs> um, well. You know, I don't want to harp on, on about this, but if, if you listen to stuff through a quality pair of headphones... I think we'll say this a maximum of three times uh, this episode. Per episode. This so that's episode. the first time. Yeah, because we definitely said it a lot in the last episode. Okay, no more. Well, no, you can say it twice more this episode. Fine. I probably won't now. Okay. Well, no, feel free. Conscious of it. Well, I'll say it twice then. But I'd never really noticed that bass, that, that low register dropping bass part. What you do notice mm. is that as you're moving... Um, into the next verse at 112 the bass starts playing a high register repeated bass line against John's dropping guitar line and as I said before another thing I love is when one thing does something Mm. and another thing does something different Mm. and it works so well it works brilliantly here it's a little bit discordant at times but in a really good way Mm. it's a great 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 bit of orchestration musicianship composition Mm. Well, I think the whole the whole song has a, that kind of, you know, fraught feel to it. It does, it? yeah, because there's a lot of reverse guitar. There's a lot of little wibbly-wobbly noises. Mm. Oh, God, yeah. Well, here, once once you get back to Icicles of Flames in the City, he's going back to the lower descending line, and then you get that reverse guitar coming in for the first time. Yeah. Which, it's from that point on that the song starts feeling a bit... Well, see, it's, it, it, it goes in new places. Yeah. I was going to say make it a bit seasicky. Mm, I thought you were going to say seedy. Seedy. Yeah. Well, I have got one thing to say. Just how seedy is, is CD run? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Well, indeed. But it's not seedy. But what it is, is... I'll tell you what was seedy. A watermelon? CD run. Uh, but a watermelon is also seedy. Horribly seedy. And I love a watermelon. Why do you eat them? I don't. Well, you spit them out individually. No, I have Vanessa. Oh, pick them out. Pick them out for me. Before she serves you the slices. And fans me with a big leaf. Mm, Yeah. yeah. Now, I just eat them. Get them down. I've discovered that the 
the myth that I was told as a child that a watermelon would, a tree would grow out of my head was false on so many levels. What was the other myth that we had at school? Was it if you swallowed chewing gum, chewing gum would, trees would grow? No, if tummy. you swallowed an apple pip, an apple tree would grow out of your head. I've not heard these fruit-based myths. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they all follow one fairly unlikely scenario. Something growing out of your head. Yeah. Uh, so, well, let's go into that now where the song starts changing. Yes, please. The pews go mad at one four three. Yeah, pew pew pew. Yeah. The bass then takes on the rising line, which is going to remain because everything is changed on at one four six in the I can't wait for life section. Yeah, we're on the way out now. The right, well, and it's only one four six into the song. Yeah, and it's we're now into the the, the chord structure that's going to stay till the end. Yeah, it's just going to build. Here's the point where it's a, it's a. It's a more strummy pattern that's being played. You get some of those classic high fr- higher register for Shantae yeah. strums in there. Yeah. Not as high as he goes up sometimes, but they are that, that, kind that of pattern. pattern is in yeah. there. Yeah. Um, a bit of hi-hat drops in at 146. We're getting more of a, a kind of yeah, traditional that, drum pattern. That's right. And these are the layers that take us to the next level and ultimately take us to the end. Well, 146 to, 146 to 237 is basically a big, long, slow build getting us to that crescendo which i would say when does it really build up well a bit later on in the song yeah just shortly <laughs> after that <laughs> but, uh, what i would just like to touch upon is the quality of john john's vocals on this build-up there is some seriously good stuff showcasing not everything he's got but certainly a lot of it the break in his voice mm. you know you hear that a couple of times and it's it's perfect knowing what we know now that this was all done in one two three takes max maybe not even that it's just really really well delivered this guy was at one with his own vocal cords he was he was and it, not only was it at one with his own vocal cords but he was fully confident in his delivery yeah at which at other times in his in his life he wasn't necessarily so confident in his own singing ability. Well, not only that, but his his deliver his ability and his delivery was never as good as it was at this point. And that's the thing. He he was he was a tremendously talented singer by this point. He's a lead singer. Well, I mean, the various things that go into being you know a, a lead singer, a frontman, if you will. Um, but John certainly here is is singing very well. And trusts his, his, you know, his ability. But you can't deny he's a lead singer on this album. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, he's a lead singer on this album. But would you would you want him in, say, a, you know, a three piece where he's playing guitar and is the lead singer? Yes, I'd love to see that. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be brilliant. Yeah. So for Sean's well, sake, well, presumably it's you on the Red Hot Chili Peppers. It's you on the Kahana, me playing the bass. Oh, that would be lovely. I would love to see that, John. If you're listening. Oh, John, for Pete's sake, if you are listening, yeah. get in touch. For poor Pete. Yeah, for, for, <laughs> not for us, do it for Pete. So let's get to the, to the end of this song. Yes. It's coming, mate. It's coming. It's building. 2.20, it's building. At 2.36, the reverse guitar on the left ear goes berserk and does not stop going berserk from that point on. Mm. The right ear strumming, that main guitar that comes from the beginning, yeah. Yeah. goes up in intensity. The overdrive is pushed up. The strumming speed goes up. He's, mm. str- he's hitting. He's literally strumming quicker at points. The drums That's pick it up. You, I got that when you said strumming speed. Yeah. <laughs> Did you? Yeah. I just wanted to clear it up. For other people aren't so guitar savvy as you. Oh yeah, God. GTP. 
Um, strumming speed means you strum more often. <laughs> yeah. If, you strum, strumming if your strumming speed, speed is quicker, you're strumming more strumming often. Strumming speed refers to the speed of the strumming. Drums. Are you a guitarist? <laughs> well, the drums I, I are, am now. The drums are picking up. The JF vocals go up an octave. The bass continues that rising line, actually. So while everything else is evolving, mm. that's rooting it. That revolves. The, the bass is... Well, <laughs> it's, yeah. Yes, the, ba- the bass did say at a meal it didn't want to evolve, it wanted to... To revolve. No, to revolve. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> By 309... Yeah. I actually, also ordered a bottle of Blue Nun. It did. Had, quite a, had a little taster poured out, insisted on a large glass and drank it all at the same time, then put some cheese in... Um, yeah, David to- Schneider's face. Yeah, Tony... Tony Hayes. Tony Hayes' face, yeah. Yeah. That all happened within this song. It did. And that was just the, um, the base. Just towards the end. <laughs> <laughs> by, t- by 309, it, for me, it's becoming a slightly uncomfortable listen. Wow. It, because I was listening on a good quality pair of headphones. That's two. Not that time. I was listening on my earbuds. But at home, mm. I was listening on the, um, the big boys. Mm. It's, ve- it's got multiple guitars in the left ear going nuts. And that reverse guitar is mixed very high. It is, yeah. The guitars are mixed increasingly louder as, as you go on. Yeah. Everything is... It's just a... It's a big ending. And, it, I, uh, you know, I might, I might, yeah, this I might be blasphemy, but I think it goes on a bit. But long. the thing is, for me, it is the, emotion, the raw emotion of the song, um, both vocally and instrumentally, from both players here means that I think they and the listener need that cool-down just to completely appreciate and soak in and in many ways over, emotionally overcome what they've heard and then be ready to move on to the next track. So I think it's just... I'm not talking about the nice cool ending period. with the drum... What are you talking about, the drum rolls there? I'm talking about the, the entire thing now, the entire wind-down. Okay, well, um, Andrew B says he loves the crescendo as it breaks out of its loop mm. when he moves to that wind-down period. Yeah. But I'm talking about, really, the whole mega noise section that I think goes on a bit long. Right, okay. The, the outro section yeah. is fine. You're right. You're, you're coming down, then you're going into the next track. Yeah. Okay. Um, mega Bear says it, it's totally different from the rest of the album, especially the choppy outro chords. I, you know, they are choppy and they are strummed slightly faster. There is, there is an increased strumming speed. The strum speed goes up. For me, uh, California. Don't like the ending. Do you not like it on principle, or do you think it goes on too long? Do you think it becomes a bit loud? It goes on a bit too long, and it's very abrupt at the end. It's Ah, okay. Well, we're saying the opposite. We're saying the ending is gives you that cool-down period. Mm, I think it does, and I think it it just enables you to recover in time. And, and also, because let's not forget, what we've got coming up is Wishing, yeah, which is so tonally different to this song. Absolutely, yes. And actually, all of the other songs. I mean, not wanting to burst my bubble, but uh, JJ refers to it as arguably the most poppy or normal song on the album. Cool. And you couldn't, you can't say that about a loop. No, it, it, no, you can't. Well, not wanting to burst my bubble. Mm. But I've said that Wishing Immediately strikes me as a pretty song. Mm. A big juxtaposition to the end of a loop. Well, and not just the end. The, the bit, all the, of it. The bit before the end. So, well, should we um, should we pause this here? Let's pause it here, and then stop talking about a loop and start talking about wishing. Do you throw it in the well? Wish 
So we're straight out of wishing. Yes. What a what a song that I have to say I spent the entirety of, apart from the last twenty seconds, perhaps, mm. covered in goosebumps. Christ, dripping in bumps. Absolutely dripping in bumps. It had that effect on me. It's a, a beautiful. What, it's a wonderfully beautiful, strangely upbeat song. Mm. Oh, it is. I'm going to go to Spencer Keaton. Please do do that immediately. He loves the lyrics, especially the first line of telling someone your wish so it doesn't come true. And he sees the line as taking something you've been wishing for, then realising it's something negative for you, and now you're hoping to leave it behind or get away from it. So you're telling you wish to someone to stop it from being true. I've, some of the sometimes I'm listening to John Frusciante's stuff, and I don't process the lyrics. I process no. the... It's, it's weird, because with a lot of the Chili stuff, I do. With a lot mm. of other artists, I do. But with a lot of John's stuff, his delivery style sometimes is a bit more offbeat. Yes, yes. And, and I, just, I just don't... I, my eyes are opened by having other people talk to me about what they think the song means to them. Well, that's absolutely fine. And it's uh, actually to be encouraged. Yeah, do write in and tell me what you think the song's about. But it's just so great to have that, to have that come in. Um, Spencer also says that musically he loves the bright yet somewhat sad sound of the chords and how that how that mesh it, meshes with other bits and pieces. Yeah, the, the long notes, the drums. The, the, he describes it as a bright, a brightly whimsical song overall, and I think that's a, I think that's a, a, very true. Really the, good description. The, the, of co- it. the simple chord structure is quite downbeat. Well, I think it's quite upbeat. Well, in that case, it's just beat. Hmm. We've, we've ironed that out. But if it is to be considered downbeat, then I think the other instruments bring the song up. The, you know, the drums, that double-time drum beat. Yeah, they, oh, okay, okay, I see where you're coming from, actually. The, the twinkle, twink, you know, the plinky plonks. Now, I say, I describe the plinky plonks as rain on the lake. Yes, that's right. Quite simply, that sound of rain. Le rain. On the lac. <laughs> Which is French for rain on the lake. It is, yeah. But it's got that kind of... Well, I won't make the mouth noise. No, no, don't. But it, I mean, listen to the song, you'll we see We all know I mean. what it sounds like. It sounds Do you like... think it sounds like rain on a lake? Well, I think it's a decent analogy. Thank you. Because it's quite... It's also split between two sides of the ears. You've got um, high notes on one side and lower notes on the other. Mm. So it, it, it melds together as, as quite a nice sound, I think. I think it oh, works no. quite nicely in the song. Yeah, uh, no, it, it, I think everything about this song works. I, I think the drumming is, is actually crucial. You know, it just adds that. I think you're right. Ying to the to the to John's yang. Well, you say that the drums are the ying and John is the yang. Yes, I think John's chords are the ying. Oh no, I think they're the yang. Yes, because I feel they're quite big chords. I feel it's a. To me, that the it sounds very early nineties. It sounds a bit like the Lemonheads. It's big chords, electric and acoustic guitar, mm. one side and the other, 
the bass playing simple bass lines, a la uh, ba- like grunge era bands, mm. which a lot of that a lot of that stuff. Um, Nirvana, for yeah. example, was, well, was the prime was, example. Yes, of yes, that. yes. Um, it just sounds early nineties to me. Um, a big, it's, and it sounds optimistic. But it's I think the story so- behind the song is yeah. well. This is it within the, within the mu- within the instruments. You've got you know different sounds and different meanings. The lyrics of playing a, a, a telling a different story to some of the sounds you know you know the, the the tone of the song and yet overall it does sound hopeful it does sound upbeat and it is different to anything that anything else on the album well it's interesting you say that because mega bear said that he thinks it's a great microcosm of the album melancholic chords and beautiful wistful hopeful lyrics mm. so but I do think it is different from anything else on the album I as well. But is. I also see it as a, as, a, as a great microcosm of the album, bringing a lot of things together. Mega Bear, I think you're probably right there in, 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 in that analogy of the microcosm. It's bringing together all the elements that you see across the album into one song. It is. Yes, it is. Um, and, and incredibly, by doing that, it produces something quite different to anything else. The macrocosm. <laughs> Exactly. So it's it's a very interesting song. It's always a pleasure to listen to it. It br- it brings a spring to my step, even if I'm stationary. And that I think is the you know. Well, that's the mark of a good song. It is. It essentially lifts me into the air. It's, it it has that uplifting effect. Mm. Let's talk about that lovely guitar effect. The long notes that come in. Oh, Who yeah. does that remind you of? Oh God! And what song specifically? This is this is a test, is it? And I'm taking. You can have God. All right. Well, bearing in mind it's you, I'm going to go for Slash. <laughs> oh, are you? Yeah. Correct. And Brilliant. what? And what song? I mean, I don't know, but I'll say Estranged. Is it? Yes. <laughs> yes. Well yes. done. Yes. He's done yes. it again. Brilliant stuff. Great I stuff. I am though. thrilled. Oh, imagine you are. Do you think you could sit? You, Further back from the mic on the chair, but lean slightly forward because you're quite squeaky when you're leaning against the backrest. I I cannot move. He won't do it. He won't do it, everyone. <laughs> no. <laughs> yes, it sounds like Slash from Estranged, I've written. <laughs> well, there you go. Sir. Now, normally the way you'd achieve that effect is with volume swells. So you'd play the note, a GTP here. You'd play the note, uh, and it's a GTP I've done before. You play the note with the, with the volume pot or knob, as we've discussed before, mm, to pot zero. Knob. Yeah. Pot knob. But, yeah. <laughs> And then swell it up. So it sounds like that violin kind of effect. But this one actually sounds like it might be reversed because it's got really sharp stops at the end, mm. which you don't get so much on the volume swell technique. Using that technique, no. So, well, there you go, see? There's different horses for courses. Exactly. So it's sometimes it's right to do it one way, another time, switch it up. You might be, for example, Red Rum at Cheltenham mm. doing the volume swell slash technique. You might be... Sherga. At Epsom. Utoxeter. Oh, that's a, oh, brilliant. Yeah, we'll, we'll stick on that. Sherga at Utoxeter doing the reverse guitar technique. Yes. And, of course, Doncaster Racecourse. I've been to Doncaster Racecourse with the house ambassador. Toaster. Yes, and we drove past Toaster to get there. But it's actually written Towcester. Mm, yes, it is. But right. you have to pronounce it Toaster. Well, it's very similar in that respect to... Um... Another one that I went past well, today. Well, Worcester. Yes, Worcester. Yeah. Well, if you're American, you probably say Worcester sauce. Oh, God, I hope not. But it, um, to all our lovely American listeners, 
you probably say Worcester sauce when you're using Worcester sauce. Ooh. The place is called Worcester. The sauce is called Worcester sauce. Mm. And you pronounce it sauce. Hmm. Well, it's called it's called Worcester sauce. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean sauce chat. As <laughs> good as any you'll find on the radio. <laughs> Or the podcast. What's your favourite sauce? If you could only have one sauce for the rest of your life, <sighs> that is tricky because. And, and can I? Sorry, can I just make some? Ask you another question. Do you consider mayonnaise to be a sauce? No, because it's not. Right. Well, that's fine. So, don't say mayonnaise. Well, in that case, it's it's, it's easy. Well, it's not because soy is also a, a strong. Oh, and Worcester. Well, and and it's it's tomato. Sauce. It's got to be. But I know I'm actually going to go for um, a sauce that I can no longer name. Um, not not soy. It's not, Henderson's relish. Henderson's relish. Yes, which is the northern version. Well, it's a different version of Worcester sauce. I bought myself two bottles of of Relly. As, you call, as they it, call it, yeah, and you call it Hendo's. No, yeah, Hendo's or Relly. Oh, and I um, I, so far, I haven't managed to incorporate it. The great thing about Worcester sauce is all hendos presumably really really is that because of the the process it's already gone off well that's ideal because when i got mine some of it had leaked out the bottle already (laughs) great (laughs) i'd I'd say go for worcester sauce you don't need to buy i spent spent, it's not knockoff right listen unless henderson's relish are willing to sponsor us which they might hashtag hendo really presumably really or hendos okay and i'm going hashtag worcester sauce right Anyone? It's I mean, not knockoff. Someone said it was knockoff and had to apologise and visit the factory. Fine, okay. I'm saying it's a knockoff Worcester sauce. If Henderson's Relish want to contact me and my brother who loves Henderson's Relish. Well, I'm saying it's not knockoff. I want to clear myself. Do you this. want to visit the factory? Well, not for that reason. Do you want to visit the factory? Yes. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so contact me, Henderson's Relish. That's anyway, back to John Fashante. Mm. Oh, I'll just do the, uh, the real sponsor of this episode. It's okay. a brand new sponsor. It came to me. God, I had a busy week. I was on holiday. I was approached by Namibia. And <laughs> well, you flew to Namibia. I know, well, only after they contacted me. And Thatcher's Gold came at me. A strong. cider? Yeah, Monday afternoon, I got an email from Thatcher's saying they'd like to send me a 10-pack, a fridge pack of Thatcher's, and uh, they'd like to sponsor this week's episode. And did they send it to you? They did. By the medium of which shop? They, they were uh, Asda. Great. Yeah. No, they were good enough to send it to Asda so I could pick so it up. So you could pick it up. Oh, it was yeah. click, click and collect. It was a click Spon- and collect. Sponsorship and collect. Yeah. Was, yeah. So um, thank you, Thatchers. First time for everything. I'll just take a little soups on through the mouth. Best place for it. That golden liquid flows in. Talk us through it quickly. Lovely. Good. Refreshingly apple, I'll call that. Well, I am sponsored this week by Chubba Chups lollies. <laughs> yes, you are. <laughs> a little, a, a cola lolly. Yes, Carla. I'll take it in the mouth. <laughs> take it out. Straight into the mouth. Swivel. Lip it. Out. Lick the lips. Lovely. <laughs> <laughs> Just to close off the sponsorship section, also sponsored by Carling. As and always. With our fabulous friend, Generic blue cool box. Who went to Salisbury with me and and the house ambassador committed, on Thursday? Committed. What a man! So he's what now, a box. He's sponsoring your your recreational trips to Salisbury. Sponsoring our holidays, and I'm going to go one step further. Would you believe? So when we were at the Salisbury, yes, at the Salisbury, <laughs> I was going to say the pub straight away. Um, when we were at Salisbury, we went to our favourite pub that we've often visited with 
Myself, Vanessa, Mum and Gordy. God yeah. bless his soul. God bless his soul, yeah. Um, not, we're not religious, but we bloody love him. Oh, we loved him. And still do. Yes. Well, I still, I, I love him present tense. Yeah. You're good for slipped into the past tense. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, we still love him, don't we? We do. Um, we took a picture of him and we went to the Oxrow Inn in Salisbury. Yes. Which is a wonderful pub. We've been there multiple times. Mm. They did wonderful gin and tonic offers, two luxury gin and tonics for £10. That's everyone's a winner there, I'd say. We were we spent so much time there that the staff gave us staff discount on the drinks prices eventually. Great stuff. Yeah. So for that reason, shout out to the Oxrow Inn in Salisbury. It's bloody brilliant. Please go along. Wonderful staff. Lovely time will be had by all. Great. A new sponsor. A new another sponsor. How yeah. much did that one cost you? Probably the best part of a hundred. Oh, indeed. I dread to think because me, Mum and Vanessa got there at about half two. Yes. Mum stayed till five and then me and V stayed till ten past eleven. Oh, so you were there for what can only be described as ten hours? Well, we were in Salisbury for ten hours. We started drinking at Salisbury Cathedral cocktails on the lawn. At, Such as the, lawn, the at, Lord's want. At half ten. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> that was God's wish. It was, and you, you were prepared to carry it out. I did. I have to say... At 10 o'clock, I said to Vanessa... Thou shalt drink gin and tonic on the lawn. Yeah, thou shalt have a canned mojito <laughs> <laughs> on my lawn at half past 10. Yeah. And a blood orange Bucks Fizz. Yeah, and, and I you- said, good lord! That's <laughs> I'm going to do it, buddy! Um, then I said to V, it's uh, about half nine. I've got to get to Tesco's Express before 10pm when it closes to get some booze for after we go back to the hotel. She said, you're nuts. You won't We've been drinking since, since half ten. You're not going to need it. I said, I will. I will. I popped around there. I, pro- I said to her, I'm going to get one bottle of tropical, tropical cocktail mix. Right. Went, got to the freezer section. There was no tropical cocktail mix. They had big bottles of Smyrna Ice. I picked up one and walked away. Panic set in. <laughs> back, to the, back to the cabinet I went yeah. for a second big bottle of Smyrna Ice. Just in case. Walked away. A minor panic, went back, picked up a third bottle, thought, I, this is crazy, I'm not going to need so much sweetness. No. So instead, got four cans of Fosters. Did you drink any of them? Touched none of them. None of them. Got back to the hotel. Passed out. <laughs> Classic day. Classic day. So what, did you bring the Fosters back with you? Oh, of course I did, yeah. And drank them yesterday? No, it's all untouched. It will drag it off to the next day away. Good I mean, what has this got to do with the, the will to death? Uh, nothing. Okay, so what song's next? Well, we're still on Wishing. Oh, oh we haven't finished. What happened there, then? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I honestly don't know. No. Um, something to do with Salisbury. Well, something to do with God. It was just... Anyway, let's, let's close it off by saying that Wishing is a great song, and it just... This song, actually, I should mention this, and I will now mention it. Is it about chocolate oranges? It's, no. But... When I went, I was best man at my brother-in-law's wedding. <laughs> this isn't about... <laughs> he, it was. He married a young lady called Claire. His name is David. Oh, he's a listener. Yes. They put together a playlist for their wedding. Oh, yes. There were some secret songs for, for close family and friends I that had they hadn't own. been told about. Go on. And uh, about 11 o'clock or whenever it was, obviously after a lot of booze, Wishing came on. It was my special track. I went bananas. I bet you did. Absolutely bananas. So this song 
it's not only a great song, but it's a song that I'm known to to love, and now holds a special place in my heart thanks to listener David and non-listener Claire. And can I also say that at that very same wedding, I had my own private playlist, and that was it was it's the end of the world as we know it by REM yes. and Ice Ice Baby by Vanilla Rice. I had three. I, my, I, I, <laughs> I haven't finished yet. Oh, I also had a third. Oh, which will remain unnamed. It will, because I can't remember what it is. Dave, Dave, right in. What was your other two, then? I, had, I only had one. <laughs> oh, did you? Yes. But I was best man. Okay, well... Duo, I'm... duo best man. Who was the other best man? California. California Longhorn! Lovely to have so you, California. We keep it close and we keep it closely related. We do. <laughs> We're so, <laughs> so inbred. <laughs> yeah. Around this table... Anyway, it's, let's uh, get back to it. Back to it. Right. Well, we're not even finishing wishing, so I've got right. a lot more to say about it. Oh, Christ. The breakdown. Yes. You stayed... But, and this is the great, some of the great Frusciante stuff, the lyrics. Mm. You stayed by going away. Mm. Life changes, not you. Life changes, not you. Mm. Oh, 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 oh. Yes. What a lovely line. The bass sound here is wide open on that 122 breakdown. Right. Very Paul McCartney, very mm. elastic, loose. And I'm going to come back to that description later on in the album. Yes. Very elastic and loose. He also says, I have gone and I've stayed. Yes, he has. Well, this whole song... And I know which one I like and which one I hate. Yeah. Because he, he stayed and he went. Yeah. And then eventually he stayed. Well, this whole song is about dichotomy. Mm. It is. But he tried both, didn't he? He pushed himself to the absolute limit and should and could have died but he wasn't there he was a shell of a man you're quite right there but that but he still stayed and he went and he loves to stay and then he did stay back in the band and then he went yeah but he went in a different way he went to his plink he went to his synthesizers his plinky plonky he went to his rain and rain in the lake section yeah but listen to this another dichotomy you never change the fire if you're ice even if you melt on a table and dry mm. and the table is burned and I'll, I'll tell, tell you, you why. Because you stayed by going away. I mean, these lyrics are A, inspired, or B, gibberish. I'll go for inspired. What melts on the table and dries? Ice. A candle. Oh, my God. They Jesus. both do. They both melt on the table and dry. Mm. John Frusciante, you've blown my mind. But it is about ice on this occasion. <laughs> but I just always think of a candle. <laughs> Amazing. So then, we get to 133 to 142. We've got the slash noise back. The most beautiful lead guitar sound. The best bit of the song for me, as he just rolls into those swells, or that reverse guitar again, on the edge of feedback. Honestly, go to 133 to 142. Just listen to that section on loop. A loop. Mm. And you'll love it. And then we've got... Well, then, then we're coming towards the end, 142 to 158. I'm just mm. saying time codes now. The elastic bass line is back, and it's against a very tight double-time hi-hat, so it's another juxtaposition, it's another dichotomy. Well, the double-time well, hi-hat... I've got to emphasise here, Sam, I'm sorry. Christ. This is another dichotomy. Dichotomy, It's yeah. a very elastic bass line, and it's a very tight drum tempo. Mm. A very tight drum, double-time hi-hat. This song is... This guy knows what he's doing. Well, they both do. Unless one of them told the other one what to do. Which may have happened. The results are the same. Great roll into 159 from Josh as we go. Yeah, well, it, within that tight hi hat beat, there is some really nice snare rolls. 
Or uh, sometimes it's just a single snare. Uh, it's not snare, sorry, a single tom, uh, which is fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Especially at 159, you've got that kind of... boom. Yeah, yeah. And so it, you're kind of emphasising certain hits on the tom. Squeezes it in, but it's lovely. Yeah. yeah. Really good. Really good. As you say, it's... They're working with each other by working against each other. That's the dichotomy. That is the, the, the... It's the push and pull. It's almost like they are in Dr. Doolittle and they're a push me pull you. Oh, Christ. One end is the head facing to the right. One end is the head facing to the left. And both their bums meet in the middle. And the, the, the body, presumably, is the song. Well, the body was right here. Holding them together as they tried to pull apart. There, there is no stronger and more accurate analogy. <laughs> what do you think of the end? Because it essentially ends, Fine. it ends at two twenty, and then you've got the rain on the lake for a long time. Yeah, I don't mind the plinky plunk. Again, it just you know it, it allows you to absorb what you've heard and just relax for for a moment. So, what's the leading leading into far away? So, look, I know what I'd prefer. I'd prefer it to end where it should end. California. I hate the end. Oh, strong, strong words. Strong from words. I don't like strong... the plinky plunky anywhere in the song. I mean, no, I like it while it's in the song. I, I, I don't mind it at any point. I'm happy to, to just let it wash over me. Like you in that lake. Could you, could you picture yourself in a lake with your face upturned like Andy Dufresne in Shawshank? Well, he wasn't in a lake. <laughs> no, he was in a river of shit. But he's, can you, you know the picture, don't you? You know what I'm doing do. right now. Yeah, he was kneeling. No, I think he was stood, wasn't he, in that, in that you, shot? In short shot? You originally asked me if I could pitch myself lying in the lake. Well, I'm asking, now asking you to stand up. That's, that's fine, provided the water is shallow enough. Yes, I could do it. I can stand in the water. Well, you're saying, can you stand in the lake? I say to you, limitations are set, and only then mm. can you go all the way. Coming out of far away, mm. coming out of about two minutes and 18 seconds worth of pure delight. Oh, pure delight. Pure, pure, unmitigated, unadulterated delight. Go on. What a wonderful song. What a wonderful little package of loveliness. But what, a, again, it's, it's another juxtaposition or dichotomy go on it's a song well Andrew B says one of the truest breakup songs ever and it's beautiful in its simplicity well that's what strikes me it's, is. it is it, there's nothing complicated here no. it's basically just the same thing done twice mm. and I love the middle bit where just the break in between those, those two things yeah it's it's Almost perfect. Mega Bear says, textured harmony in the intro threatens to steal the show, but it's a gentle ending refrain which makes the song land. Again, could not agree more. Yeah, no, Let- agreed. We are dealing again with a repeated line at the end. Yeah. A, a, a Frashante signature move. A staple. Um, 
but the emotion of it, the raw emotion and the, the control, they they hit the mark once again. The marks were there to be hit, and well, he, he hits them. The limitations were there to be set. The marks were there to hit. It was all going on. And they did they... Um, did they well once once they set the limitations, then they mm. could go all the way. Yes. Once they set the marks, yes. they could hit them. They were allowed to hit them. And Ryan Hewitt, I believe, was the man who allowed that kind of unerring accuracy. Well, let's not forget that without the you know the right man at the helm, so to speak, things could have been so different. No meal breaks. Exactly. They would have all well. They would have all gone out of energy after day two. Slightly longer or shorter working days. Things could have been done a lot quicker. Or, or slower. <laughs> or slower. <laughs> okay. The drums. Let's get into this a bit more technically, because I think okay. it is... Do you think it's a break-up song? Yeah, I do, yes. Yeah, I, I, unfortunately I do. You know, no one likes to hear of a breakup. But uh, it but sounds to me like it might have happened. I can't pretend to be who I'm not. And, the thing, and there are things you need from me I haven't got. Honest. Hmm. No, it's great stuff. Great lyrics. The drums, though, to me, on this song sound muffled. The drums are hard right. The vox mm. is hard. So the drums hard left. The vox is hard right. It's a very That's muffled right. drum sound in this. What's JJ got to say about this? Well, JJ does pick up on that fact. But he drums one bass track left and the piano vocals and other bass to the right. He describes it as weird. It is a weird way to do things. And actually, I prefer listening to, to a lot of these songs on just a, a stereo system, a sound bar, a car radio. What, rather than headphones? Yeah, because it's, it's so... It's very hard panned. It's panned. But they wanted that 65. They wanted that, as we said, a lot of Beatles stuff was mixed yeah, hard and right. to be fair, it's fine. I've got, it doesn't cause, cause me a major problem. No, I've got a real problem as, with you and JJ. Now. As Jack Johnson says, it is weird and it feels weird. But once you get used to it, it's fine. Um, he's talking about, you know, wishy-washy loose cymbal sounds. Yeah, I love the um, wishy-washy loose cymbal sounds. Let sound it be era Beatles sound. Yeah, agreed. It, it, well, think, it's a piano-driven song against against that kind of drum style. Yeah, well, qu- quite often when you when you when you've got a piano in there, it's not you know it's not the driving force. It can just be an accompaniment. Well, actually, I think I say it's piano-driven. I think the bass is the driving force musically here, and the piano is the accompaniment because yeah. it is mixed a lot lower than the bass. <laughs> but the piano the piano is is striking. Yeah, it is because there's. Because it's it's not a guitar track. No, that's right. And actually, again, another thing that you that you listen uh, that you notice when you're listening to it through headphones, which I hadn't noticed before, is there's two bass lines in this song. Yeah, there is when it comes in at twenty four twenty four seconds. You've got the main bass across the ears, and that's tending towards playing in the lower register to kind of give the, to root the song. Yes, in the in the chord progression. And you've got bass two, hard left, playing higher kind of lead lines. Mm. That is... That, that's what un- JJ's saying. He's one in the left and one in the right. It's... What song? Well, I'll go further. What song? Yeah, well, it, it, I think that it, it is strange. Yeah, and I say that because that happened in real life. Somebody said that to me. They did. They came up to you. I was there and they said, What song, their dealer? And I said... We're doing a charity gig in Applemore. Yeah, and he walks off. Yeah, he bogged off. Um, but he seemed satisfied with my answer. He was genuinely interested. <laughs> you told him the facts. Off he popped. Yeah, off he went to the shop. I was stood, stood in, I do have to say. 
um, a slightly overgrown section of a Tesco's car park <laughs> with right, a stage right. behind me and a generator. I mean, it, it wasn't. Yeah, it, there, it was. It, did the gig go ahead? No, there was no generator bang anyway because uh, we that were sponsored the by by the the Ford garage, the local generator company. Yeah, and they never turned up. Well, Ford, I think it was in DP, Didn't Perlou said they were going to provide a generator and couldn't in the end. No. So we couldn't power the um, the electric the instruments. No. <laughs> so it never went ahead. Uh, what we did was we played the gig, but inside Applemore Recreation Centre. Oh, it's all, it's all coming out. It is. So this is 25 years ago, if not more, 30. It wasn't that. I'm no. 42, I wasn't 12. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was, I reckon I was... 25 years. I think I was probably... I'm 42 now, let's say I was 22. For, okay. e- for ease of math. That's, yeah, 20 years. Yeah. Okay, great. But two bass guitars on one track is is not something that happens often. No, it's not. It's not at all. I've written songs, a couple of songs where I've had two bass guitars playing stuff. Most of the songs I write don't have any bass guitar then. No, or vocals or guitar or drum. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, they normally have vocals. I'm that's g- it. I'm going to plug one of my songs here, bentownsendmusic.net. There is a song called... I hope you smile when you think of me, mm. which is actually a breakup song. So it's very fitting we bring this up Christ, there. Has it got two bass lines? And it has got two bass lines on there it. There you go, see? Did you copy that off Far Away? Honestly, probably. You might as well have done. Probably subliminally, because the, we're going to get the guitar playing style. We've already covered it in um, uh, one, one, of the others. one of the songs earlier, where there's two guitars playing at the same time. It's more for Helical and A Will to Death, Yes, where you have... A guitar playing a kind of, well, two guitars playing different things mm. that I that I used for a cover of, ooh, an Elvis Presley song. Um, Blue suede shoes. <laughs> <laughs> Great nothing but hound dog. <laughs> no, it's a Willie Nelson song as well. Um, oh, fuck's sake! Help me out, someone. Oh, don't worry about it. Move no, on. no, I, I, I will not move on. Okay, well, I'll move on for No, you won't. Right. No, hang on. Moving swiftly into... I've remembered. It's You're Always On My Mind. Ah, yes. Where I did the guitar solo. It was one of those kind of st- hesitant, um, stuttering kind yes. of lead uh, guitar. then interwovened it with a... Well, I did some art of weaving. Yeah. <laughs> with another bit of guitar. Interwoven. It's not a word. Uh, but do go and listen to bentownsandmusic.net. Um, I hope you smile when you think of me. Yeah, please do. It's on SoundCloud. Yeah. Or my website. All right, so let's just let's just sort of... Finish off with far and far away. Go on. Then. What's your overall feeling towards it? Do you like it more than wishing, less than wishing, or do you in fact wish it wasn't on the album at all? Oh, what a lovely, lovely touch there. Go on. Um, well, I wish it was on the album. Good because it is. And I have to say, I'm absolutely loopy about it. <laughs> <laughs> Great. <laughs> Maybe but, I can do. Hang on. Maybe I can do this for all the remaining songs. <laughs> Let me just check. I'm lost for words. My opinion okay. is unchanging. It, it makes me feel far away. Yes. Um, and the days will never turn on this particular opinion. Great. I, I'm slightly helical about it. <laughs> yeah. And um, it puts me in mind to have the will to death. Puts you, uh, it puts me in mind of when I was doing an exercise earlier. Well, quite. And time runs out. Mm-hmm. Uh, I need to say at 32 seconds there's that bit from John where he goes nah oh god the over there man the gravel yeah we've got some really great gravelly bits because he does and again uh, you can tell this is done in very few takes you can hear you can hear the breath in takes 
you know this is this is fantastically breathy it's done in one take it's breathy oh okay sam's gone into a loop there because yeah, I, yeah. I had him out for a beer i gave him the signal continue talking signal. and he started saying that it was breathy <laughs> <laughs> it is you can, it, no but you're right that gravel you know we all know it, no one is listening to this who doesn't appreciate the fashante gravel well you've got 32 seconds um, and then you've got 125. No way. <laughs> yeah, that's that, that made me do the Freddie Mercury. It does. It's a power, it's a it's, power play. Uh, it's, no one does, as you say, that voice, that particular John Frusciante voice, mm. quite like John Frusciante. No, no one can. Um, so, I mean, what else have we got to say? John Frusciante, that voice. That voice, that delivery. We hope that after 20 years of smoking reasonably heavily... He's still got... That. Well, that'll make it more gravelly, if anything. Well, yes, gravel-wise, we should be fine. But what about smooth and silky? Well, it is the cigarettes that affect you smooth and silky, but but the gravelly parts... <laughs> will be, we'll be fine. <laughs> They'll be great. They'll be great, but will he be only gravel now? Will well, he become I, known as a gravel driveway? No, he'll become known as maybe... The Silk Road. Or the Tarmacadam, which is a mixture of gravel and smoothness. Ah, well, that would be fine. Well, that, he was that anyway. Well, let's hope he continues to be a tarmac Adam Road, or tarmac as we call it here. And I'm, a, I'm just going to give you a, a bit of uh, John Frusciante on Desecration's smile, if he has been badly affected. Go on. Never in the wrong time, the wrong place. Wow. Yeah. Well, but, but I mean, that aside, people, <laughs> people were concerned when they heard him on Dub Lab. That his voice had changed. Well, does he sound like what I just did? Well, he introduced himself as Jeff Shante from the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Oh, did he? <laughs> <laughs> but they confused John's voice with Flea's voice. Yeah, well, so, Flea also. Well, how did like Flea that. introduce himself? Let's because there was confusion. Let's hear that. I am Flea from the Red Hot Chili Peppers. And, well, that I would have been confused myself. Yeah, exactly. Um, but Flea doesn't even smoke. No, but he's just got that, that kind of lower... Oh, he's a gravel driver. Well, he does all the load backing singing, doesn't he? Well, he, I mean, he's got... A, he's, he's fairly high in the, in the, uh, the vocal quadrant. But he's low <laughs> in the size quadrant. Oh, yes, yes. <laughs> but absolutely. he is long in the arm quadrant. <laughs> yeah, he is long as arm. <laughs> well, he carries that he surfboard. Really does, yeah, in the, uh, in the video. Okay, yeah. what I'd love... As we just wrap up far away... <laughs> yes. Can you say... I'm Sam Townsend from University Speaking the Red Hot Chili Peppers podcast. Well, as your, if I smoke 20 a day. In your John Frusciante slash flea voice. Certainly. Hello. I'm Sam Townsend from the University Speaking podcast. And that, I smoke 20 a day. Brilliant. Can you, can you say, Hello, I'm Sam Townsend from University Speaking the Red Hot Chili Peppers oh. podcast. Hello. I'm Sam Townsend. From Universally Speaking, the Red Hot Chili Peppers podcast, and I smoke 20 cigarettes a day, this is and have done for 20 years or more. Oh, you know, you went up, you went better more. then. Yeah, better. Well done. Because you went better then, you, you, you stopped smoking, and, you, and gave you, them your voice for, I gave them up for six months. That is phenomenal. If John sounds like that... Well, I shall think... I do my Louis Armstrong? Okay. Uh, I see it through the groove! <laughs> oh god I'm glad 
I'm glad I said yes to that. That was phenomenal. That's all it took, one piece. Uh, all right, let's move on to I can only do a li- put little portion. I'm not surprised. Let's go to Days Have Turned. The days have turned away from me The lights no longer shine on my head And people turn away from me No more do they look to me with respect Well, I know now It's the first time that was fun now From life I've resigned When I feel I've got problems How wrong I am I'm awaiting life as a Another man don't crowd me. We're coming out of the days of turned. We're coming out of the days of turned. Another two minutes of absolute golden content. Golden content from Fashante. Two minutes of of heart wrenchingly good musical experimentation. Mega Bear says another song that tells a story. What does our man in the northeast say about this? Northeast man says it's JJ. <laughs> <laughs> The man in the northeast, JJ. The drums are panting the right now. What the shit is going on? He doesn't didn't say shit. I did. Sorry. I get the impression this is recorded on one or two mics, really close to the kick drum. Josh is playing rim shots on the snare and then snare hits. Good concentration throughout. I've got questions about this because mm. can you play that, those fast rim shots and also play that fast rim pattern at the same time, or is that two people playing it? No, it's one person. It's Josh Klinghoffer. And he plays it. Doing all of that? Doing all of that. Okay, well, I'm going to drop in another section of Ben Townsend music knowledge. I did Vanessa's Christmas song called Hold Fast. Yes. Where the pat- and it's worth listening to this drum pattern, um, where I played a very, very fast uh, rimshot style beat. Yes. But I actually wasn't happy with the rimshot sound, so I played it on the top of the kick drum. Ah, right. Yes. And it, I mean, it's a great song. It was a different rim. Well... Yes, I always like the outer rim of the of the kick drum. One thing that you can honestly say about me is I like experimenting with a wide variety of rims. Yes, and that is that's been proven throughout your life over the years. Oh God, you're rimmy. Mm, I love rimming. (laughs) (laughs) The guitar's hard left. Yes, the voxer in the centre. The guitar's some lovely finger picking. Let's talk about the story, shall we? Well, oh, well I'm, I'm convinced, and I say convinced, <laughs> yes. I've got a strong feeling yes. that I know what this song is about. I have a strong feeling that I know what it's about. You go first and I'll say yes or no. Okay. I think it's about the first time John left the Chili's. Yes. What do you think it's about? And I will also say yes or no. I have a strong inclination that this is about the first time he left the band. Which band? The Chili's. Yes. He left the band, and, he, and obviously we know that he spiralled. And then he wrote these words. The days have turned away from me. The lights no longer shine on my back. My head. lights of success. Mm. Well, exactly. Is this... Or his back. Well, because he sometimes did he, turn away from the audience. He says head. I'm just making the case that... If they're not shining on his head, they're unlikely to also to be shining on his back. Well, John is known to turn to the amp in a live situation to try mm. to get some feedback going on. Feedback loops. So without those lights, he's now in darkness. 
Well, all, so you think it's when he first the left the band? people turn away from him. Yeah. No more do they look to me with respect. I mean, it's, it's a, a painting a clear message about a period of time in his life when he didn't necessarily exhibit a great deal of regret. Uh, obviously, there wasn't a, there wasn't much in the way of interviews and things like that at the time. But what we do know from what he did say was that he didn't really regret leaving the band. But he did talk about regret in the song "Regret." Well, he did. Well, yes, that, I mean that came much later. Now, is it, do you think these words were written at the time or later, reflecting on that first period when he left the band? It could be reflective. I think it probably is reflective. Uh, a more mature man, a man who's been able to look back at the actions of a very young man and well, uh, and realize possibly what he went through why he went through it what happened the his decision making process at the time well more than a lot of of men or stories that you'll hear about john not only figuratively changed into a different person but almost literally did physically yes he, he went through uh, so a as he says changes. in the mirror and he said across a number of songs yes. that he feels like he's a different person from that young man mm. all those years ago. Both physically and mentally. Yeah. Well, here's more evidence that he's talking about the first time he left the Chili's. Yeah. I'm just going to quote the lyrics. Please do. Well, I know now it's the first time. That was fun now from Life I've Resigned. Mm. Well, yes. You may be right there. And here again, when I feel I've got problems, how wrong I am. I'm awaiting life, life as, as another, another man. man. Don't crowd me. Oh, there you go. And that's, you know, that speaks to his mental capacity to be able to cope with the fame, the people, the hanger-oners. The hanger-oners? Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, yes. don't crowd me. Because that's what, happened. That's yeah, what comes with face. fame. What comes with fame is you're then constantly being expected to do interviews, yeah. meet people you don't really want to meet. He, yeah. didn't join a, he didn't join this band to... To become a person who had to be constantly sat in front of a camera with a microphone stack in his face. No. He joined this band to play music with his heroes and be creative. Yes. And at the point that it stopped being that, he, then he, he left. He when the bang. pressure became too much, he, he stopped doing it. Yeah, yeah. And that was a brave move. Absolutely was. Well, listen. So it is, I mean, this song paints a very, very vivid picture. And it does so in a very simple way. But it's that level of simplicity which also makes it so striking and haunting. Going further into this thought, I mean, we might be completely wrong. and well, We've may, got to go with it now. We're may, so deep yeah, in it. Yeah, we're so deep <laughs> into it. Yeah. There may be people out here who know what John was thinking about when he wrote this song. Um, but we are now so deep into this analysis that we must continue. We've gone with it. Because I feel that this next bit is about when he was in that dark period. Yes. There's riddles in the shadows. Oh, God. They're thrown the way that I'd expect. I don't know what that means. But there's riddles in the shadows. That's confusing times. I love the line, people never seem to know what they least Least suspect suspect is is coming coming next. So I don't suppose he saw what happened to him two years before coming to him. It was a choice that he made. But you don't know what's coming next. Well, and even if you do think you know what's coming next you're very unlikely to know what you least expect is coming (laughs) exactly and it might be what you least expect so you know it's just great not only is it musically fantastic it's lyrically again it's genius it seems like times elapsed and i've elapsed and i've stabbed life in the back Mm. 
what else does that very difficult to watch video what else is that apart from someone who stabbed life in the back yeah well time's elapsed and he's realised there must have come a point in his life when he realised that not only had time elapsed but what he had done had cost him you know previously been his his dream his guitars his equipment his teeth his arms his well, physical his well-being well his arm well his arms to a certain extent his aren't the arms of the arms of a man who hasn't done what he did but they're not the arms of a man who's got no arms no they're the man with arms that have been drastically affected yes by some quite serious drug use <laughs> yes that's right yeah exactly I'm searching for what it means to never be anything yeah and then he just goes back to that that part from earlier on in the song mm. yeah <sighs> it, it, this more than any well, not more than any other John song, but this lyrically is an absolute... It's, he's presenting himself as an open book here, I think. Unless yeah. we've desperately misread this. <laughs> well, yeah. Uh, but you're right, he's laying himself bare and he's allowing not only him, you know, himself to be fully exposed, but musically and vocally. There's nothing, nowhere to hide here. There's two or three instruments maximum. Well, there's no bass. No. So you've got that guitar, that finger-pick guitar, which as it progresses through the song starts adding in some kind of a couple of tricks and flakes, but stays essentially true to the, the origin of the song. Yeah, and it's not a vocally challenging song for him. He delivers it wonderfully well, but it's, oh, yeah, it's yeah. fairly straightforward. Yeah. I love his um, little hey now at, at 2.05 yeah. towards the end. Yeah, yeah. It just It's honest, it's raw... It's there for everyone who wants to appreciate it to appreciate it. And I would encourage anyone who may have somehow got to this point and not listened to The Days of Turn to go and pop it on. Who somehow has got to this point in this podcast Mm. without ever having heard of The The Days Days of of Turn. Whack it on. Please do put it on because it's bloody great. It's fantastic. It's a song that frequently brings me to a state of complete goosebump. Hmm. Well, you, you, as I was earlier, you were dripping in bumps. Well, I was dripping, but it, I, only, I had just one huge bump. And it dripped off you. <laughs> it dripped straight off. Who's going to clean that bump up? It's the size of a man. Well, no, it, it was smaller than you when it dripped off. No, it was, it was the same size as me. Ah. It's huge. I have one thing to say, hmm. being a picky man. At 112, in this wonderful song... There comes a big, big keyboard swell or guitar swell. It sounds more keyboardy to yes. me. And it's too loud and it's too ear piercing. <laughs> well, I know. And I'm a man with, I am a man with pierced ears. I'm a two earring man. Well, a pierced ear. Yes, yes. One ear pierced twice. Yeah. Uh, no, it is a noise that does happen. I, I personally am in a position in, the, in my life and within my appreciation of this particular song that I don't mind it well you can say that but it's too loud what? it's too loud mate oh that's yes that's that's probably why I've got it I've got it what's the joke? lovely bit of humour now let's move on to any position? no and it's visuals we can't talk about it okay bye
we come of a wonderfully soothing, beautifully relaxing helicle, two-ish minutes of pure, pure beauty. Sam, what did you make of helicle? Listen, don't get me wrong. Use the two words that you said <laughs> earlier on. Well, I said... Use the two words you said earlier on. I said helical schmelical. You did, and that is damning. No, it was a joke. Was it? P- partially. <laughs> Give me a percentage. Talk about percentage 85% schmelical. 15% helical. That is brutal. It's just not one of my favourite songs on the album. Well, it's a, it's a little bit of something in between other songs. Yes. But if you consider it to be a little bit of something, and yes. I'm not using the word filler. No. Because I, I think it's more than that. I do. Now, if you're thinking about it as not a song. No, as a not noise. filler. Yeah, a, no, a, a lovely, lovely noise. Then if you think of it like that, then of now, course. Now, now, reassess your percentages. How much well, is schmelical and how much is helical? 10% schmelical and 90% helical. <laughs> That's a better average. Yes. That's a better no, percentage. No, I, appreciate, I appreciate what it what it's trying to do, and I do enjoy the noise. I enjoy the my reaction to the noise in a mental way. Mm. It relaxes me. Yeah. And it makes me appreciate the two the two players who are, you know, obviously working together on the same wavelength, creating what is ultimately a relaxing couple of minutes. But don't try and tell me that that's as good as some of the other songs on the album, because it ain't. Well, I don't consider it to be a song. I consider it to be a lovely, lovely prelude to mm. The Will to Death, actually. Well, it, it, looking I'm at... Cleanser. Okay, California has opened up with palate cleanser. A palate cleanser. Well, is it cleansing my palate from the previous song, which was The Days Have Turned? This is interesting, actually, Simon, because you're saying palate cleanser. Maybe it is a lovely lead-in because The Days Have Turned has no bass on it. This song has no bass in it. The Will to Death opens with just a lovely, soft, simple guitar line, and the bass only comes in very much later in that song. So we've gone through a whole section here it, of, of, of our palettes being cleansed. Yeah, well, let's let the days have turned, helical, the will to death. It's a great section. But I'm saying as a standalone track, you know, you try and get helical to number one. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you do it on the number one on the John Fashante, not quite a song, but certainly not filler charts. Oh, unless you are at all the palette cleansing charts, then you're, you're well in. What's on the palate cleansing charts, for example? Helical, um, schmelical. Yeah, I know you're just describing helical now when you were slightly more anti it. Oh, um, what about Zither from yes. the New Adventures in yeah. Hi-Fi? Oh, right, okay. New so, Adventures in Hi-Fi. So, what, can you complete your question? What other oh, palate cleansers are written by the Red Hot Chili Peppers, Guns uh, and Roses, Aria, and Aria, yeah, and or Extreme? Or Extreme. Um, okay, the flight of the wind of Bumblebee. Is Midnight Express a palate cleanser? Yes, it certainly is. And I'd recommend anyone mm. go to the album uh, Waiting for the Punch. What line. about My World? No, that's <laughs> an absolute non-palate cleanser. That's a complete disgrace. <laughs> and no one should ever listen to it. Right. Songs with no lyrics. Mm. So we're talking about Midnight Express. Please do, um, as a guitarist... Mm. If oh, you want to be, in, if you want to learn how to play the acoustic guitar, like Nuno Bettencourt, uh, go and listen to Midnight Express or download Midnight Express. It's probably ninety nine p on iTunes. 
Mm. Um, no time P well spent. Or you could... Another palate cleanser is Endgame by R.E.M. from Out of Time. Yes, and there's also a palate cleanser on Automatic for the People. There is. It's uh, it's New Orleans Instrumental <laughs> number five. Yeah. Or New Orleans palate cleanser number five. Yeah, that's rubbish. Right. I mean, that genuinely is rubbish. There's normally a, an instrumental track on most R.E.M. albums. Yeah, listen, I don't mind an instrumental, and I don't mind a palate cleanser. I love Limoncello, for example. So you're coming out of quite a heavy Italian meal. What have yes. you had? Yes. You, knowing you, it's a lasagna. No, no, I haven't. I had um, a bruschetta to start, so quite a heavy starter. Um and then I had a pasta dish, seafood pasta. Oh, lovely. Lovely. And then I had, uh, they had uh, lemon cheesecake on dessert, so I had that. Uh, and when then are you having your lemoncello? Well, then they said, would you, would you like a, a limoncello? Hmm. So I said... <laughs> What's a limoncello? Uh, I said, no, I said, uh, si, si. Ah. Uh, don't that's, le limoncello sur la table. A... Oh, right. So and, in, I'll just translate it for you, because yeah. that was um, two languages. Yeah, multi-bilingual. In... Let's try in the lemon ice, Angela. on the table. Yes. And they brought me the lemon cello. I consumed it. My palate was completely cleansed. And then I went and listened to Helical. Great. I um, just, I mean, we will get back to Helical quickly, but I, do, I really do want to say this quickly. Sure. I had a lovely um, pigeon breast um, at the, the Bold Forester yesterday. <laughs> Well, did you? Man, you've been living it up. I know. Very, very rich man. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yes. I've been... Not, not so much anymore. No, came back from Salisbury. It was, a, it was the pigeon breast that broke me. Yeah. But it was so nicely cooked. They did they did not overdo it. There's no doubt that pigeon breast is a flavoursome cut. Flavoursome? Boy, yeah. I tell you. Yeah. It was phenomenal. So did you, did you cleanse your palate afterwards? I did. With what? I uh, went home and had uh, six straight cans of curry. <laughs> no, no, that'll do it. <laughs> it no. did. Couldn't taste that bloody pigeon after that. It was a, it was a dis- distant memory. No, me and Vanessa were so desperately tired after the exploits at the Oxbow Inn that we um, went to the Bold Forest and went home and got very tired. Mm, sure. If that's what you call it. <laughs> <laughs> well, quite. Um, anyway, Helical. I've written Strange Beauty. Yeah, that's what we call it. We got very tired. (laughs) (laughs) I've written Strange Beauty. Mm. No, it is strangely beautiful. It's short, it's effective. You know, let's move on to the world today. Can I just say about the reverb, though? Because there is another dichotomy here, another juxtaposition in, the, in, mm. in, in Helical. We're going to need a third description for that now. Uh, dichotomy, juxtaposition, two things are a bit different. Mm, sure, well, well, well. Um, you've got the massive, spacey, kind of reverby guitar going, playing mainly chords, but yes. also playing a little bit of lead. Mm. And then you've got the very immediate, more closely mic'd, with no reverb on lead guitar. Yeah. And I don't know who's playing what, what guitar lines here. You've got... Um, you've got... Uh, who, what do you think? Do you think John's playing the big spacey open notes and Josh is playing the lead, or vice versa? No, I think Josh is playing... Uh, John's playing the lead. Sounds more Johnny to me. Okay, well, I think the opposite. I think... I think because... Well, that's great, because it means that one of us is right. 
Well, it is. And as a podcast, and so we can we're never be again. proven wrong. Exactly. Always 100% correct. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> uh, yeah. Now, you know, you, listen, you sum it up because you seem to like it more than I do. Okay. I love the... I just think it's so beautiful. If this was something... You know you get those things where you can listen to the ocean play for 12 hours so that you go to sleep? Oh, ocean, uh, the ocean app. Yeah. Or you can have a fire crackling away in the background. The fire app. Yeah. Or you can listen to nature and waterfalls for 12 hours. National Geographic app. Exactly. This to me is that, apart from that last one. I could just have this on loop and it would send me straight to sleep. Would you ever consider having a loop on Helical? <laughs> What's that? And thus combining two of the songs on, on the right. second See, portion. Silence them. Well, the thing, the thing that I would do while I was looping Helical is knowing that the day has quite literally turned. Mm. Well, the day is turning. It's seven o'clock, uh, quarter to eight. And it's, uh, it's going to get dark soon. Okay, well, I say it's the perfect companion piece and lead into the world of death. And have you seen how they run out of gas? They beat the pain, they sing in the rain. Endless and formless, they fly to the end and back to the beginning again. Have you put them aside? of one of the most peaceful peaceful lovely most beautiful songs i have ever heard it's the will to death by john frusciante off the album the will to death yes give me just your reaction sam i'm i'm, I closed I'm almost my eyes. lost words oh, if i wish you were i closed my eyes uh i sound like um J- uh, Jason Donovan from Joseph and the Technical Dream. You did. Did you? I close my eyes. I close my eyes. Pull back the, the curtains. curtains. Ah, to see for certain. Ah, what I thought I knew. And in the east. Ah, something was coming. Ah, it looks like Fashante. Ah, the will to death. 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 Okay, we'll do that at the end. Or not. Anyway, um, anyway, I closed my eyes and drew back the curtains to see for certain what I thought I knew. Now, that's incredible because that does actually fit what just happened to me. My eyes were closed. John was singing to me. At times it's almost as if he's licking you on the ear. Oh. It's so close. And I, I like that. Let me cut to... I think I would let John lick me on the ear. But what you just said about that ear... Yeah, it's just... It's, he's right there. It's intimate. It's hauntingly beautiful. Um, the musicianship, the guitar, the, the work of the bass here is tremendous. It just... It comes in so beautifully. And then he works vocally with the bass in a way which is just 
mesmeric. Certainly, I, I completely um, agree. Josh is, you know, as, as JJ points out, Josh is keeping it simple, but having to concentrate extremely hard because all he's got here is two mallet hits on the floor, Tom, and a brush hit on the snare all the way through. And he keeps it in. He keeps it in, baby. He keeps it in line. And he does. Yeah. Now, I mean, this is a fitting end to a fantastic album. Well, sometimes you want to really go out on a high note, but sometimes you just want... And this is crazy how lo-fi this song is. It's, now, it's extremely lo-fi. Well, it's completely covered in hiss when, you, when it starts. It's I'd rather so... be covered in hiss. <laughs> <laughs> but it is. There's massive hiss on the track. You'd usually eliminate that, or try to eliminate that. Yeah. But I think, but it, for me, it adds to the intimacy, the closeness of the song. It's oh like my said, god! It's like you said, it feels like you can feel the individual saliva molecules. Well, you can passing hear, in his mouth. You can hear. I wouldn't go to a molecular level per se, <laughs> but you can certainly hear a lot of mouth noise. Yes. it's like the last episode where you were eating all those Tic Tacs. It's exactly that. There it's was, like this. Yeah, and I can also tell you there's a little bit of this as well. Yes. At some point, does he say something? I, I didn't pick up on that. And I was listening on a a very good quality pair of headphones. Yeah, that's three. I know, so we're done. That's it. Let me take you to um, Spencer Keaton. Please do. Spencer, welcome. For the will to death, the gentleness of it is pure beauty. Mm. It's really a song you can just play on repeat on a summer's day whilst looking at clouds across a blue sky and be taken away to a place of calm and rest. It's played so gently, and like there's just been so much special care put into the softness of it, I think the song presents the calmness and acceptance of death, and how life will continue after it. I don't think it's meant as wanting to die, but just being okay that this will happen someday. The song is pure bliss to the ears and the mind, and in my eyes, probably my favourite of this album. Mm. I think it's a lovely summation of the song. It is, of course. It's now been eternally ruined, because... Whenever Spencer, Spencer lays down on the ground, looks up to the to the sky, all he will hear is me singing Joseph and the Saintly Colour Dreamcoat. Or licking his ear. Well, I'm not sure which is worse. Well, I, I sent something back to Spencer because when I read that email, it was absolutely hammering down with rain. It was torrential. Because mm. we've been very humid here, so we've been waiting for some rain. I just opened up the, the windows put my headphones on, lent out, watched the rain come down. Christ, and broke your headphones? Well, no, because luckily I had the overhang of my house. Yeah. And the rain was slightly angled away from me. Oh, that was lucky. It was. Uh, and it was just what, what, just a beautiful experience to have. Yeah. Well, what you should have done is gone and laid on the floor and let just the rain... No, what I should have done you. is stand up like and- Andy Dufresne in the Shawshank Redemption, lift my eyes to the sky and celebrate my freedom. mm well, I think we, none of us should ever take for granted, or well, those of us lucky to live enough. Not to be to, incarcerated. Well, yes, and not to, to live in, in countries where freedom is something which we all take for granted. No, well, I completely agree with you. And also to those who are incarcerated and who listen to the podcast, I'll but say. Who are lucky enough to have been given a, a wireless radio. Or more accurately, uh, something to listen to the internet on and to be able to download podcasts. Oh, one of those tiny little phones. That they can stick up their bum <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> to smuggle in. Yeah. Or put in a, a bigger phone, baked into a cake and thrown over the prison walls. <laughs> yes. Uh, Th- those of you who are lucky enough to be in that position. Yes. So if you're 
either got a a, a, a bum phone or a wall or a, phone or a cake phone yeah <laughs> a cake phone and are listening to this podcast yes and you've listened to Walter Death on a maybe a rainy day maybe a sunny day yes I say thank you for listening mm, we firstly. appreciate your support firstly text in and you can't text got- in you don't have my phone number but I just do want to say before we finish this, yeah. there's no way right. there's a one by two centimetre phone being smuggled into prisons. Well, we'll look on, online. Oh, well, no. Well, hang I'm, on, I'm just going to cast a net far and wide. You're not looking now. No, I'm not looking now. I'm casting net far and wide. If anyone is listening in prison through a bum phone. <laughs> <laughs> yes, carry on. Don't text then, in. <laughs> Sorry. Tweet in. Email in. Yeah. Yes, exactly. And give us the dimensions. <laughs> okay, so back to the will to death. Yes. Back to this most beautiful song. It is. A, it is. As, we, as with so many songs on this album, which name me a gentler, more intimate experience on this album than the will to death. I think the only possible taker is the days have turned. Oh, on this album, yes. Oh, no, there is no, com- there is no, com- no competition. No, exactly. It's, it's this. Fine. I, I'm going to. I'm going to go to Mega Bear, Fine. and I'm sorry, Mega Bear, that your your one your lovely points about this song have to come after such a <laughs> ludicrous chat. Yeah, a, a tasteless and ludicrous chat. Mm. But Mega Bear did take the time to write in. He did, yes. And put surely the best track. That drum gently drives the song forward. Gives it Well, it does. And again, it's something you don't really notice unless you're listening out for it. Gives it enough energy to, to sustain mm. that sort of beautiful sadness without losing the message of acceptance that creates a reflective, almost happy quality. They are Mega Bear's words. These are Mega Bear's words. Yeah. And that is true. There is a lovely mm. reflective... And it does, it does get to that place where it's almost happy even though it's a song about death mm. yeah one of his favorite guitar solos of all time never flashy just agonizingly perfect as it captures the melancholia of melancholia living. yeah well what also- what i love about the guitar solo that mega bear has touched upon there is the notes that he plays sort of fully that form the body of the solo but then there's also some slightly missed notes that just fill in the fill in the gaps and and are important but aren't as pronounced. Well, here's the question again: Who's because there's two guitars there? Yeah. One of them is essentially playing. It's a, like a mini helical, but better. Yeah, it is better. One of it's it's certainly more constructed because one of them one of the guitars is playing essentially repeated riffs. Yeah, yeah, and the other one's doing the other those. one is doing the noodling and filling in. Yeah, who do you think is doing the repeated riffs? Yeah. Like the and who do you think is doing the noodly bits in the background? Goodness me! Now I'm happy to give you the editing points here for you to um, have both options, and I'll take both options. So let's go now. Sorry. Okay, so Josh noodling, John. Repeating. Josh repeating, John noodling. I think it's Josh noodling, John repeating. Josh repeating, John noodling. Hmm. Okay. So well, I think who knows what you guys are right. now hearing? Who, who knows what you're now who hearing? Who knows? But whatever, it's a great solo. It's, 
it's a fitting end to the album, that's for sure. And I, I can't really think of anything negative to say about this song. In my heart of hearts, mm. and I'm, I'm going to go back to the guitar set though, yeah. I think it's Josh noodling and John doing the repeated okay. lines. Well, that's very honest. Of Do you have a, a strong feeling on that? No. Hmm. Okay. In that case- <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, we're going to get back that's now. That's how you construct a podcast. Okay, well, I'm going to really get it in-depth musically here then. Go on then. I love the way that it starts because you have that that drum. Uh, does Dan does JJ say it's a, a tom, a floor tom? Yes, two on the tom, and uh, two mallets on the tom, and a brush on the snare. Okay, so I'm thinking that that, um, that Jack Johnson, a man in the northeast, calls a mallet what I would call a big stick wrapped in cotton wool, then covered in something else. Yes, yes, a stick with a with a big thing with a big thing on the end. Yes. And a brush would be like what I would call a plastic handle filled with wire that you can suck in and out. Yeah, or you can buy ones that are thinner bits of wood that are taped at the top. But that gives a head. Oh, is that what he no, calls they're, a they're, pipe? They're, no, he doesn't call them a pipe. They are different. That is a... Uh, ah, something come else. Come sword, but yeah, those, they're, they're, they're the, sticky, the, sticky the, things. Yes. Lots the, of little sticks. Yes, the brush is contained within... The, the black diameter of a, of a normal stick. Yeah, and it used to see them at school. I had, saw them all the time. Uh, you know, you could, it had a loop at the end, so you could pull, pull them in yes. and, and shove them out. And on the brushes, you can as well. You can pull, pull it up to tighten it up, or if you want a looser effect, take it down. Yes, you can, yeah. Um, so, that's nice. Yeah, nice bit of... Uh, but it comes in, it, because the, um, the second hit of the tom is on the one beat of the count, I'd never noticed that you have the first thing in the will to death is a is a mallet hit on the tom. Yes, so it goes boom boom. It does boom bam. Yes, yes, Never never noticed that before. I noticed it today as well. It's a lovely little touch. Yeah. So thank you, Josh. And that's what comes from you know just playing it over and over again and perfecting. These boys were ready for this. Oh, they were ready. All right. Yeah, and it's no, that was a it's a lovely little feature. That's for sure. And we talked about how great the voice is in the right ear, mixed right in the right ear, intimate, yeah. vulnerable. We've talked about the fact you can even breathe in, breathe out. Breathe in, breathe, breathe out. out. What were you singing? Song, I don't know, I just went with it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a bush song. What do you want to sing? Um, uh, no. Lightning crashes by Live. Oh no, definitely not. Okay, I like it, but it's it's too long. It's it's not for now. No, not for now. That'll be on the live podcast. Yes, which is called um, Living on the Edge. Oh, that's the Aerosmith podcast. Mm, of course. Is there a live song called Living on the Edge? <laughs> no. Oh, you were going for Living on the Edge. Yes, that's right. Nice. Okay, yes. sorry. Yes, that's fine. Um, what I was going to say about his voice, you know, we've touched on before, haven't we, about his just his slightly trill aspect of his voice, which you can achieve, and I, you made that noise in a previous podcast. Oh no, not yeah, but not that. Just just a particular area of his vocal range and the way he delivers his, his voice just comes out here at times. It's a lovely, lovely sound. It's and it's 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 when to me he sounds most most relaxed and natural. You're certainly not going to get any closer to having John Frusciante lay... If you're laid on your back in bed, mm. 
um, and he is laid to your right, you're never going to get close to that experience in, in than this. ever than this, unless you are lucky enough to develop a really close relationship with him. And even then, he might not sing this song to you. In your ear, laid in bed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's so a he, long shot. He might, though. It's a long shot. Again, John, if you're out there, if it, you're listening. If you're prepared to come and do that. We've both got beds. <laughs> we have. Come and, lay, and you work at a, a place that can provide you with a really good quality bed. Oh, well, I've got a really good quality bed already. Yes, well, I've got a medium quality well, bed. Well, we'll do it at mine instead. Then. Fine. We, don't, we want to provide him with the best possible bed. Yes, but the problem would be, unless we make him sing it twice... Then he'd only be doing it to me. Well, no, I'd have to hit my left ear, which wouldn't be a proper recreation of the song. Oh, then there'd be three of us. It'd be too crowded. Well, then presumably we'd... Take it in turns. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I love it when he... Because this is another song where he moves through the ranges. It's he, such, he certainly does. It's such... A, it's a song where there's not a lot going on, but it still manages to build mm. through those stages because he moves from the lower register to his falsetto. And that is a lovely, a lovely... Oh, it's gorgeous. Delivery. I mean, he played, of course, he played this song at ATP. Oh, were you there? I was. I was there and uh, he delivered it wonderfully well. A little fast. But yeah, it is a bit fast. But that was just the way of the evening. We were all caught up in the emotion. Well, uh, the, the butter, the seagulls. The butter, the seagulls, the Tate. extreme amount of marijuana. <laughs> <laughs> it was, you know, it was a hell of a weekend. But Josh played, uh, John played The Will to Death and it was fantastic. Uh, and he he delivered the solo as well. In, he in, vocal, it was, yeah. it was the vocal style. Yeah, it? he vocalised it, um, which sounded fantastic. And then when he when that finished, we all just went absolutely bananas and uh, asked him to play more and um, he refused and he went said, off. <laughs> he said no and he said off. no I've got I want to go and watch PJ Harvey yeah. and so you presumably found some more seagulls to feed well no then he did he went and watched PJ Harvey but then he came back and did some photos and stuff and and, and but that, you that, didn't get a photo with him no I didn't approach him because I, I just, just it's just not my way but were people approaching him yeah yeah he was posing with people yeah and you didn't approach him? No, I didn't. Look, mate, I know your way is your way. Yes. And my way is, mm. some, is sometimes like your way. Well, obviously now, looking back, I wish I had approached him. Uh, mate, that is a, a huge opportunity. Well, I did the same thing with Incubus. I stayed in a hotel in Nijmegen in, in Holland. And Incubus stayed at the same hotel. And they were all having breakfast in the in the restaurant. Oh, we were, mate, that sounds great. Yeah, and then uh, they went. Their tour bus arrived, and we went outside. And Brandon Boy came around the corner in a Mercedes with his girlfriend and got out. And again, I didn't approach him. But it's just so who was on the tour bus? Well, they all got in the bus. So, but Brandon came round. He came round. So who was having breakfast? Uh, all the others, right. Apart so, from him. Yeah. So the riffraff can stay in the hotel you're staying well, in. Well, I don't know whether he was staying there or not. He might have been out doing yoga or something. He's that kind of guy. I suppose. Or he might have got Mercedes from his, he from might his have, room. He might have slept in, in the Mercedes. It was open top. I cannot believe it wasn't. It was. An open top Mercedes. Yes. I suppose that is possible. Yeah. Soft top. Soft <laughs> I suppose top. that's a doable thing. Yeah. The rag Well, top. listen, that's what happened. He well, came I know down. why he had the rag top down. Well, it was hot. So his hair could blow. Yeah. The girl is on standby, waiting just to say hi. Did I stop hell? No, I just drove by, kept on. Pursuing to the next block, etc. Yeah. He, yes, he did. He came back and did, did some photos. Not many. 
Um, <sighs> mate. Simon Housen, our wonderful ambassador Simon Housen from Australia. Yeah, then I would have been had his position. photos taken with John Frusciante. I know, I know, I know. I was young, so, very, t- hovering his hands over Frusciante. They both kind of hovered their hands. Well, because you don't know whether you want to touch John. I would have. I'd have just put my arm around. Him. Wait, that's but bollocks. then again, I wouldn't even that's approach bollocks. him. That's so. bollocks. You didn't have to approach him. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I do have to say this about the will to death. Mm. The long-held, the brilliant thing about the song is the simplicity. And as it moves <laughs> out of the verses into the choruses, the bass drops in. Yes. And it's a long-held... Yeah. Boom. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Boom, boom. Yeah. Before the solo, though, but, but it drops into that before the, before the choruses. And I think I'm right in saying, well, I know I'm right, in saying it's an F-sharp minor, but it's just held. And the bass holds that, and then it goes into... And the weird thing is, this is such a melancholic song, but it's in the key of E, of e major. Mm. And as a, it starts with a high E major, and there is, a, in the chorus, a low E major. But the whole thing sounds so mm. desperately sad. It does. But, uh, you know, as said by Mega Bear... It's a mixture of stuff. Yeah. yeah. You know, you can't... That's the thing about it. You take... And the thing about John's vocals, in uh, his lyrics in particular, they lead you down so many different paths. One, you know, one person takes one, one thing from it, which gives them strength and an appreciation of the song. Someone else takes something completely different. Well, I guess you could say that about music in general, but John's just so deep and he means so much to his fans. And this, just being able to get this close to him singing and performing a song like this it, it will always be a privilege I think to, to, to have this committed to record it's not when I'll actually be completely serious on the podcast but I have to say that I felt that was heartfelt and yeah this is just a wonderful piece of music it is, it is now again let's just get back to it 211 is one of our mm. favourite lines well, certainly one, a line that you've quoted a lot on the podcast limitations are set only then can we go all the way all the way and boy did he go all the way and boy did he set those limitations (laughs) yes but it's a great line well the thing is you know he he he, the the limit that was set for him was you die if you exceed this limit and he tried to exceed it on a number of occasions you're right because actually what we're talking about is a man who has been through things that we could never even imagine doing yeah that's very true because also, we wouldn't have the support group around us. If I went desperately crazy like that and just said, oh, fuck it, I'm going to kill myself slowly through uh, Carling. I mean, <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, I mean, there's no doubt that... Uh, oh, maybe you... No, actually, that's not true. That's actually, that's a desperate lie to say that. Well, the, if the, I was on my deathbed, you'd f- surely come and save me. I would take that Carling out of your hand hmm. and put and the lamps up and say, you need to edit this podcast. Yes. And move further on in your life. <laughs> yeah, well, yes. <laughs> You'd probably give me a Fender, here's some new a, a really good, <laughs> yeah. and a, here's a great quality 1964 Fender Stratocaster. Yeah. Or 1967. Yes, exactly. I would do exactly that. Okay, big page turn. Big paper turn at 220. Yes, yeah, but... But uh, that, that is brilliant. No problem. I love it. that. Yeah. I, 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 honestly, any song 
that puts me in the uh, mind space or the actual place of the person recording it mm. where they do that I'd rather have that than any overproduced rubbish that took two, th- two and a half three years four and a half years to record episode, um, user illusion mm. albums yeah. exactly this is music this is art this is emotion and that that you don't get that off my world at the end of Use Illusion too. No, yeah. you don't, and you don't get it through you know by overproducing it. No, it's wonderful. Guess what? This guy is literally sucking in and out air of his body to make these noises for you, and you can hear everything he's doing. You can hear him licking his lips. You can hear him turning pages. You can hear him singing flat, Sam, because I I tell you. Oh no. Yeah, well it's, it's fine because it's just such a passionate performance. Yeah. When he says. Um, Right at them, at them, earlier on the song, in the first oh, yeah, verse. Yeah. The second them is... It is a little. It yeah. is flat. Yes, it is, but it's, it's, so, it's a, such a swift note. Yeah, but then it goes, it goes straight into the next bit of the song, yeah. and it's so strong, the next bit of the song. Yeah, exactly. It doesn't... It doesn't I've got so. absolutely no problem with no. people releasing things where they're singing in sharp or flat. No, no, no. If, no. It, if, it, if, if you're sucked in and you're feeling the emotion of the song... Mm. I do have a problem if you spent, say, two and a half, three or four and a half years recording an album and then you sing flat on that, you use your illusion albums. Exactly, exactly. Okay. And I happen to love Guns N' Roses too. Well, let's, let's wrap this up. We will. I just want to say 2.46, okay. a lovely use. Oh, yeah. Right, and that's when he's working with the bass so well. That, yeah, because the bass, the guitar holds the um, C-sharp minor and the bass follows yes it does like, that's obviously planned but it's perfect oh it, i'll tell you what actually because you almost lose john there like he starts it and then it all comes together and you're not all you can hear is the is the harmony hmm. it's wonderful yes it is and then it breaks out into the solo and before you know it he's Go going on. to listen to pj harvey exactly and then it'll come back and have some photos taken you won't have your pitch taken with him no. but probably then you'll smoke a bifter uh, yes, that's exactly what happened. <laughs> okay, I just do want to give a shout out to Nikola Gagorski. We've spoken about this uh, fellow before. Engag. Engag, yeah. We have to say Engog. <laughs> oh, Engog, okay. No, Engog. 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 Engog, okay. Um, so to Engog, who's done a lot of Chili's Fashante covers, if you look up on YouTube something like The Will to Death, um, Nikola Gagorski or Engog. There's a brilliant video. It's a play-along tab thing, and he breaks down both solos so you can hear exactly what each guitar is playing. Oh, fine. It's really worth listening to. I I have, and I will again. Have Have, you? Hang on, that's a lie. No, it's not. (laughs) You've listened to the Engog video where he breaks down the Will to Death solos. Yes. Have you? (laughs) Yes, and don't ask me again. (laughs) Have you listened to the the lovely young lady who sings... John Fashante songs on, and plays on the, the piano. piano. Yes, yeah. I have. Yeah, good. Have you? Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Have you? Yes. And don't ask me again. <laughs> okay, fine. But have I've got another question for you? And a serious question. Yes. Have you listened to the? Have you seriously listened to Nikola Gorski video? He does the world's death. Yes. Right. Because you've told me about it before. Okay. What do you think I do all day? <laughs> do all day. I'm up in Derbyshire, <laughs> <laughs> wailing around the Peak District. Yeah. It was lovely. I don't know what you do out there, mate. We're out of the world to death. Oh. What an album. What an album. Uh, John Frusciante. And we've said it before. 
and we'll say it again, there's no doubt about it. Bounty. But John Anthony, motherfucking Frushante, really pulled out the hat with old JK. He pulled it out the hat. It's a fantastic album. Is it the best album of the record collection era? Big question. Big question. Big question requiring big answers. We can't provide them now, of course. We can't, because I simply cannot compare an album I've just... Well, you can't compare an album you've just heard with no. another album. What you're going to have to do is do a record collection era collection or a, or a Frusciante best of album collection. Yeah. Maybe compress all of his albums down to one album. They condense, if you will. <laughs> <laughs> Good Lord. That's, that is an, there's an episode there, condensing the, all Frusciante albums down to 40. Well, tracks. we can certainly do the record collection. Yeah. I think doing all of his albums is a bit much. Well, I can certainly tell you that some albums won't feature any songs at all. <laughs> <laughs> but no, the record collection era is worth doing as a, as a single album. A 14-track album, would you say? Yeah. Yeah, I think that's an idea. Cool. And we'll okay. see. If you think that's I mean, a good idea... God knows we're desperate for content. If you, if you think that's a good idea, then let us know. Okay. Our handles are as follows. Hang on, I will let you know. I think it's a great idea. Okay, fine. Yes, but you're right, Sam, and well done. I'm sorry, I, I uh, stamped all over your segue there. I segued right in and got stamped on. Mm. Do you know how you spell segue? Mm, yes. How, how would you say? Because mm, well, it's not what you're thinking. Go on. It's, I think it's, it's something like S-E-G-U-E or something weird like that. It's not the way you spell the segue Oh, I thing. see. The, the, yeah. It looks like seeg. So for a long time before I'd heard anyone say Segway, I said, oh, I'm seeging into this. <laughs> and they said... Yeah, but the, the, the Segway, the two-wheeled... Yeah, uh, magic, magic machine. That's spelled Segway. Yeah, it's because yeah. no one would know how to spell it otherwise if they made it look like Sieg. Mm. Okay. Why they've na- named it the Segway is beyond me. Well, there's a very interesting documentary on Netflix about the man who invented the Segway. He was absolutely convinced. That he's very extremely wealthy anyway because um, he started off um, designing and manufacturing dialysis machines. Uh, and then he went, he, he, then he created the Segway, and it wasn't as successful as he thought it was going to be. But he then did some <laughs> extremely important work. Uh, he teamed up with Coca-Cola. Was it even Coke? It was more important than the dialysis machine. <laughs> no, yeah, he provided machines... Um, water purification systems and was able to distribute them across Africa to provide communities with clean drinking water. I take it back. <laughs> he, <The> man- <laughs> did, he did it. I take it back. He did it. Did he, invent, he didn't invent Coca-Cola, though. No, but he, his thought process was, I need, some, I need someone to team up with me. Who, right, so, so he teamed up with Coca-Cola. Who is recognised and has the, the distribution network to be able to reach these people who are massively cut off from, you know, any other. But everybody on Earth knows what Coca-Cola is. Right. And they did, and they teamed up, and they are saving people's lives as we speak. Not just... Um, not just a two-wheeled movement device. No. And not just a way of transitioning from one thing to another. No. No, exactly. No, and so we get not back just to... A, not just a pretty seek. <laughs> not just a way of getting into the handles. I am. I, I mean, that was genuinely quite interesting. Well, there you go, you see. I am uh, bentownsendmusic.net. Get to the website. Get there, people. It is incredible. It really is. Um, you can contact me on bentownsendmusic at hotmail.com. 
You can contact me at stacktownsend at yahoo.co.uk. Please do. Mm. On Reddit, University RHCP Pod Sam will contact you with Sam, and that's a lie. It's University RHCP Odd Sam. Yes. And if you want to contact me on Reddit, it's Unispeak hyphen RHCP Podcast. Yes. On Twitter, I am at University RHCP. Samuel? I am at Stack Townsend. And on Insta, again, flourishing. Flourishing as we speak. New pictures at least twice weekly. At least. When we record the podcast. Yes. Basically, it's us sat in the same room every week. (laughs) We're going to have to get a team, aren't we? A team of what? A team of people to manage our social network accounts. Well, we've got... California. <laughs> California. California. California doesn't do it. Refuse to do it. Just sits here, biting his nails. Despite what I told him earlier. Okay, Insta. Don't you bite your nails, California. <laughs> Insta. University speaking. RHCP underscore pod. If you want to hear... Two people talking about the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Two people talking about John Frusciante. One person biting his nails. Please join us on Red Hot Chili Peppers Podcast University Speaking. Samuel, I've been Ben Townsend and you've been... Sam Townsend. And we'll see you next time.